Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, watch fan. This is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. And welcome to episode 11. Thanks for joining us. We're a little bit late, about a week late getting this one out. It's just kind of been the theme the last couple months with everything going on here. But uh, we're happy to be bringing you this uh, next double-digit episode. Uh, we've got, and we've got, I guess, two or three topics today, don't we, that we're going to kind of cover? I think so. It's kind of a random... <clears throat> Another kind of random, but... A bit of but a random, but we do have... You actually, you actually came up with these and have quite a bit of notes, so I think it should be uh, a good episode. Um so we're going to do wrist checks, we have some housekeeping items, and then we'll get into the main topics. So I think uh, I think we'll just go ahead and go right into the wrist checks. Okay. Go for it. I, today, I got this today. This is the Traska Freediver from Traska, and it has a, I got it in the all stainless steel, the bezel stainless steel. And the dial is a beautiful mint. I love that dial. Kind of a mint green. Mint or sea foam or I like don't a, know. Kind of like a 1950s greenish light. It's beautiful. And I'm not going to say too much about it because I'd like to write a, v- a review about it. But I, it's, yeah. a, it's 40 millimeters and it actually wears really nicely on a small wrist. It does. It looks great on you as a diver. Thank you. It looks really I good. like it. it lo- it's really nice to look at. Yeah, it is. And, I, and it was not very expensive. So at the it was intro, Kickstarter, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Kickstarter. So it was a, a for, very affordable. It's got a Seiko movement in it, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe so. So I won't say too much more, but it's actually really lovely. Nice metal bracelet. Mm-hmm. Three leg. Really pretty uh, oyster style. And the, the buckle on the band is very nice. It's got the fold over lock and then mm-hmm. the to pull the uh pull it open it has a deployant buttons, buttons on each side yeah. so yeah. lots of micro adjustments yeah yeah it's no it's really nice it's really nice i'm I really like impressed it. that one just literally came in today a few hours ago and we sized it and and here we go i like it yeah i like it okay well that so was that's that for was... me and i'm not feeling 100 percent today so i'm going to push through like a show pony all right okay um i guess we'll go to mine Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's kind of micro brand. Actually, it's Kickstarter micro brand day, day for for <laughs> us for wrist checks. Um, I am wearing the Hampton uh, Neon Automatic. So Hampton's a brand out of the UK, and I actually got to know uh, Ross Davis, who's the owner, uh, over Slack when I started writing for Wristwatch Review, and we've got our Slack uh, chat group that we invite readers to come and and just kind of hang and chat with us and. Um, so I, I got to meet Ross over, over Chad and uh, I think Victor Marks did a review of this watch uh, a few months ago before it, uh, it shipped. Um, just a really nice basic 300. It's a 42 millimeter. It's got pretty long lugs though. I think it's a f- like 51 and a half, uh, lug to lug. So good size watch. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that's got smaller wrists i have seven and just short of seven and a half inch and that it's, looks it's humongous on me yeah it looks gigantic on on perpetual girl 
Um, but I think it looks it looks nice on my wrist. I like it. And it's I'll be probably write a review for this one on Love and Watches. Like I said, we already did a preview piece. Um, or actually, we did a hands-on. Victor got one of the, the pre-release versions and did a hands-on with it. But I'll probably do one for Love and Watches as well. Uh, this one's a little bit... A little bit different from the one that uh, that Victor reviewed on, it's, on it's WWR. Quite, it's quite modern. It's very modern. I love the bezel. It's um, it's a, just a neat watch. It's got some neat uh, light coming through the side. Well, that's actually a like a, a ring. It's yeah. an aluminum ring. So yeah, it's got some neat features that you don't see very often. This is Ross's second offering. I believe his first one was the H1 Diver, which was kind of your traditional you know unidirectional rotating bezel diver this is a fixed bezel but it's it's a cool look it's got a nice bracelet great quick adjust clasp which i've already made comments on instagram where you can spend several thousand dollars for a watch from one of the big guys that doesn't fit you because it only has a couple micro adjustment holes and no quick adjust whereas you buy these micro brands and you're getting all these great features so super impressed with this one um and I'll give you guys all the detail when I mm-hmm. write the review. So <clears throat> so that's the wrist checks. Excellent. Uh, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about Instagram. Just a little. That's kind of the house, one of the big housekeeping items. Um, it's been kind of a thorn in my side lately because we, it's the only social media that I use. And it's primarily almost 100% for the watches. Yep. And I like it because you can connect with your watch peeps. And everybody focuses on that. And sometimes there's some fun stuff with people's pets and their watches or mm-hmm. beautiful scenery and their watches. So it doesn't digress off into anything that's uncomfortable for anybody, which is why I love it. However, lately, I I think I'm being somehow targeted or that may be a harsh word, but my account is having some serious issues where... All, all of our accounts. For, yeah, all of our accounts, you and the Love and Watches. Yep where I can't follow anybody anymore. And this has been, sometimes it would happen if I cross-posted something and they thought maybe I was a robot. Like if you regrammed or something or a couple yeah. times so in I a row or something. so I stopped doing that and everything was fine. And and I've, I mentioned this online. I got some good feedback from a lot of people. But I, can, I haven't been able to follow anybody for almost over, like over a month. Well, and the other weird thing was you were getting, you were gaining like 20 plus followers a week. I mean, your, your or account more. was just skyrocketing. You were getting yeah. a lot of followers. I think all your hashtags were, were grew doing really, well for really, you. really, really fast. And, and then you hit a thousand and it just stopped. Yeah, I hit like 990 and I, I, it didn't move. It didn't budge. And I don't know if I'm not, I'm not visible to public anymore or what, but. Like being shadow banned. I, we I don't, don't know. We don't understand I don't it. And we're, I haven't made any political posts because. No. I don't like to go there because no one wants to know that kind of stuff. You, we're there for watches, period. Well, we commented on like straws, some of these crazy, <laughs> funny straw, yeah. anti-straw we laws, straw but that's laws not really state, but, super political. You know, we still live I mean, here and we still love living here. So it's not like we're doing anything out of the norm. But I just feel bad because I'm gaining a few followers here and there. And then when someone follows me, I want to follow back and I'm not, al- I'm not able to. So yeah. I guess I'm just trying to apologize if we have some listeners that don't feel like we're sharing the love back and um, it's not, it's not, it's not because, because I'm choosing to right, do that where we can't. And it's, I've had the same problem with my account for a while now. I submitted the a lo- even the love and watches account, which, you know, we don't, we don't even post once a day from love and watches. We only post when we have something important to show or to say right. it's not, you know, whereas our ranch racer and perpetual girl accounts, we post every day of our, what we're wearing 
sometimes once or twice a day, but you know, we use hashtags, but we don't really regram anymore. We no. don't, we don't do any political posts. I mean, the most political thing I've done is I've taken a picture with my flag in the background outside. And that's, I don't know yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure other people do that. I've seen lots of patriotic decorations on people's pets and you I know, that's think it's that, but well, and what cracks me up is I'm constantly getting these accounts that follow me that are strictly like telling me that they want they want me to give them money oh, so I can right. get a bunch of followers, yeah, which so, to me is complete spam, yet they can follow me, right. but I can't follow but other people. I wonder people. if maybe we've been hacked and we're being held hostage. I don't know. Some, I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not a big fan of, I, I've said this before, social media is not my thing. Instagram's been fun because it's just about pictures and right. sharing watches, yeah. which we love. And now it's just nothing but a hassle. We really, it's been very frustrating. We're, and you get zero support. I mean, you don't, you can go into the really settings and you can report a problem, but no. you I've never reported, hear back from I've anybody. I've reported so many times. So. And they just ignore you. It's not So good. hopefully that'll change and maybe someone looks at it once a month and releases accounts or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And we've, lit- I mean, we've done everything that you're supposed to do to not get shadow banned. Right. I mean, we're very careful I, about I cut not- back on my likes, and yeah. which kind of bothers me because... You want to like your... If I like something, why can't I say I like it? Correct. And that, that's sort of counterintuitive of what social media is, but... I don't know. I don't know what the solution it. is. It seems to be your account is definitely the worst. Yeah. Every couple of days, mine seems to free up and I can follow someone. Love and watches. I've been having a lot of trouble with the love and watches account. Um, it can't seem to follow anybody back. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's been very annoying and we wanted to apologize to you guys. We're not, you know, it's not that we're not following you because we don't want to, if you follow us, we just can't. Yeah, it's we're, very frustrating. We're, a, we're stuck. We are stuck. So we're still working on it. We're not abandoning ship yet. I mean, Instagram is still the best place for all of us to interact and share our love of, of watches and horology. And so we're... And the people who already follow me, they, they can see me because I, I know I'm seeing a lot of the same people say they like a certain picture I post. So I know that someone sees me, but I'm just not sure if I'm getting out to like the pure public. Well, I might be yeah. getting someone I think liking. I am because I, I see new yeah. followers, a couple of followers a day that are new people that I don't recognize. So they're seeing my posts right via my hashtags. Right. I but guess. my my followers stopped like at nine ninety, and I've just been stuck at a thousand for like six weeks now. Which is weird. I mean, the way you were growing, and literally you hit four figures, and it just literally shut down. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand Unless it. Unless there's I don't know some why. algorithm built in. Well, I don't know. I mean, they've made some changes to their algorithms in the last six months, I think, or a year, and a lot of people didn't like it. But I don't understand the why we're constantly getting that action blocked you yeah. know, when we try to follow people. It's it's very very wow. frustrating, and Instagram has been not helpful at all. They don't respond. They don't do anything. So it's not a honestly, it's a it's a very poorly written platform. Um, but it's but it's what we have. It's yeah. what we can use to share our photos. So. Hopefully it'll get resolved. Like I said, we we haven't abandoned ship, and I don't want to because that's right. You know how we reach everybody. We're just frustrated so. people. We are very frustrated. If you can't tell, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. So okay, so that was <laughs> it's upsetting me. <laughs> that was the major um, housekeeping. So yeah. uh, moving on. So the first, do you want to introduce the topic? Because sure. you wrote these. So yeah, why don't I you kinda, introduce, introduce the topic? I kind of I kind of wrote write this because. I kind of look at the definition of the this term that I'm going to talk about a little differently than some people do. And I'm not saying one way to discuss it is the right way or not. It just depends on how you... I find it interesting what people think. And that term is beater watch. 
So beater watch. Some people say I've got my my daily beater, and yeah, and we all have watches like that. And I just wanted to talk about what I like my specific daily beater watches, and you'll talk about yours. Well, and, 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 the, and it's I kinda, different for everybody, well, right? Yeah, the definition. I, the term actually makes me feel a little guilty. Like it, it's almost like a sad. It's like you're taking a hammer and beating yeah, on your watch, cause, right? Because I don't want to beat up any of my watches, but depends on how you look at it. And like I, we kind of shed tears if we get a scratch on one of our, even <laughs> if it's a cheap watch. We don't want to beat up or scratch right, any of our watches. But, um, as I've collected watches <clears throat> and purchased them, sometimes I, I mean. One way of looking at it is the amount of money you spend on a watch. Like some people, for example, I have, I have a little collection of Casio Ladies countdown timer watches, and the one that I use in the kitchen that's hooked to my my cookbook easel is a, a ten dollar Casio timer watch. And this thing, I mean, come on, ten bucks. So if something happens to it, I'm not going to cry. However. I've got other watches in the same family that are the same watch, but different finishes like my, my fancy bling gold Casio timer with the turquoise dial. That was like $35. So for Casio, Mm -hmm. that's pretty expensive for Casio, a tiny little ladies Casio. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to beat this up. Like I, I probably wouldn't wear this for chores, even though it's $30 because it's pretty rare. Actually, it's kind of an unusual color. So I don't always look at what you spend on a watch to call it beater because because right. let's say you've got um, well one watch I wear a lot outside because I know it's waterproof is the is our either my Rolex Explorer mm-hmm. or the Oyster Perpetual three hand because they are, it does not scratch. No, they stand up to that nine hundred four steel That's is amazing. The, that is an extraordinary material. And I know that I, if I start washing a horse or filling a bunch of buckets or something, right. if that gets wet, nothing's going to happen to that. On the other hand... Well, I've banged mine before accidentally. I know. And I, and I, like, I look at it and you're like, oh my it's gosh. It's like you panic gonna... and you look at it and it's fine. Perfect. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. So that's actually technically a beater watch because that was designed for you know people climbing the Himalayas and Mount Everest. And it's meant to withstand shock, yep. water, temperature change. So... You could call that a beater watch. I, I guess you could. I mean, it's to me the term doesn't fit, but I completely hear what you're saying. Um, I mean, look at not looking at price because no, exactly you know, not six looking grand at price for but, a beater watch is kind of a lot of well, people can't afford six grand. I know, and that's and the that's thing. why it's I like, hate using that term because there's you, probably people listening to us now going, "Are you kidding? You, yeah, you're, you're out there working in your Rolex, you're right. nuts, right?" But on the other hand, before I got the Explorer, I bought the Seiko Five with the black dial. Right. That looks very similar to the Tudor Black Bay and the Explorer because I loved the look and at the time didn't want to spend the money on that. Right. So that being said, I probably wouldn't wear that Seiko 5 as my beater because, yes, it was $80, but it can scratch and it's got, you know, the um, exhibition back, which may not be waterproof 100%. As, as well, and, yeah. And I just don't know what the depth rating is on a watch like that. It's got this... It's probably got a 50 good, meter. Yeah, so it's probably fine, but... You know, it does scratch up pretty easily. And yeah. I have a girlfriend, my my awesome goose friend, um, who she has the same watch. And she posted the other day that she's wearing it so much because she loves it. It's getting a little scratch. But you can always buff it. You can always have it professionally right. done and get the scratches out. But 
But that wears the you metal down. You're taking yeah, layers you of metal really off when careful. you do that. So when people say beater watch, I don't want to hurt my watches. So yeah, it's you know for it's me it's kind of I, I don't know if I could call like my Rolex or my Omega or any of those beater watches. They're well, very strong. I'm worried I mean, about the Speedmasters though, because I wouldn't well, wear my Speedmaster out doing a lot of chores. I mean, I'll, I'll wear those types of watches for certain chores, but for me, like if I post on Instagram, quote a beater watch, it's usually something like, like this one. This is my oh, Casio that's, that's that you the, bought me. That's the, the, male, men's, the version men's version of yours. Of that. Yeah, it's the A one five eight WA one. I think I spent seventeen dollars on it. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's fourteen dollars and eighty eight cents. Oh, on, it went down <laughs> on on Amazon Prime. So, you know, I mean, it's hard to beat the price, right? And that's for an me, extremely low price for a watch. So, there's a couple things for me when I talk about beater. It's price. It's how well it stands up to abuse, and it's how rare is it? Can I buy it again? Correct. Right. Like this for me, one, water. It has to be water, and uh, I don't want to scratch it. Right. And so this, if I look at this one, it's not very expensive. Um, it stands up to hits and shocks pretty good. It's just digital, right? It's like mm-hmm. the, the quintessential Casio digital watch from the 80s. Well, it's and, an old, tested, you know. Yeah, and it's easily replaceable. If I Correct. screw this thing up, if I crack it, I can spend $14.88 and, and have another one in my hands in two days. Right. So if I'm out... We've talked before about when we don't wear watches, but most of the time I'm wearing a watch. So... Like I've posted wearing, I think it was this one when I was working on plumbing, right? Down in the mud, sprinklers, it's, you're, it's, you're well, getting all messed and up. And that clasp, it would probably pop off if you, if you caught it on something. A it dive might. watch, you could rip your whole hand off. Right. But that would probably pop open. It, it might, but I still don't wear it if I'm like working on cars and stuff. But for like plumbing and, you know, doing sprinkler work or fence work, right. that kind of stuff, it's a great watch. And it's, you know, the same with this one, which... This is the um, the world the Casio World Timer, which is that's very popular right now. And one of it's the, super popular. One of my right watch now. peeps, Vinny, he was asking me about that watch yesterday. I'm trying to find the reference number. It's got the black bezel. It's the AE twelve hundred. That's not the same one on the screen as yours. Yep, that's the same oh, one. It? Yeah, that's got the black background. And it, for some reason, the, it looks different. For some reason, the reference number got I'm just covered. Blind. Up. I'm just blind. Um. Anyway, it's I think it's the AE twelve hundred something. I it's forget the rest of it. It's, it's got the circle in the top left. Yeah, it's a smart. Looking it's the world watch. time. It says world time on the top and illuminator on right. the bottom. Um, it's twenty six dollars, right? So again, the same thing. I can replace it. It's still available. Right. It's easy to get. They make thousands or millions of them probably mm-hmm. they have it's been. not really expensive <clears throat> i can beat it up and you know and i have beat it up and it still looks brand new mm-hmm. so for now, me those are like kind of the quintessential beater watches now if that was something you inherited from your dad you wouldn't be wearing it all the time you're pretty careful great point right where did you get it from these right. are just amazon purchases so, so whatever there's a lot of things like probably like i have a casio g-shock that is designed to take abuse it is. It's really designed to take abuse, but I can't read it. Well, that's a different issue. I can't altogether. read this watch. It's it blends in, and if I use my bifocals, I can. But um, that you can physically beat up. 
Well, but look, okay, so G-Shock, right? That's kind of the watch that everyone thinks about as the workhorse, the beater watch. Absolutely. I've got, I own two G-Shocks right now. I gave one away, which was like the really basic G-Shock. I gave that to one of our friends who loves G-Shocks. Uh, and I think that was maybe 30 bucks, something like that on Amazon. Oh, I think they're like 60. Maybe 60. Um, but then I have two others that are... One of them is very meaningful to me. It's not very expensive. I think it's $100. It's the, I don't know the reference. It's a black, it's a larger um, black case. I think single line, the rubber brace, the rubber strap on the inside is all red. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people post it. It's it's pretty new, but mine has the signature of Mr. G-Shock on it, right? And you went to that event. I went to the event uh, in the Bay Area here at Topper Topper Jewelers. And I, that one, I don't, I don't want to screw that one up. That's I mean, it could signed. be considered a beater watch. It's a good solid G-Shock. And then the one that I bought in order to get that one, I spent like $600 on it. It's one of the G-Steels with the carbon fiber mm-hmm. bezel. And I'm like, you spent $600 on a, on on a, a G-Shock. G-Shock. And that, I don't consider that a beater watch. No. It's, it's harder really to replace. I wouldn't be able to just replace that. If I broke it, I don't have the kind of money where I could just go out and instantly replace it right so even though they're g-shocks to me they're not beaters so i guess it just depends you know it's all these different factors that we've talked about and is there some kind of sentimental meaning behind it i mm-hmm. mean i've got some really inexpensive quartz watches of my dad's i will never wear those outside ever i, I can't replace they're irreplaceable right but so. i only brought up the rolex steel because i don't want to sound like a total snobby jerk saying that I use a Rolex as a beater because that's, I, I just don't like that term because I think it can mean a lot of different things. It depends on what you're well, using Well, I think it for. you'd be a snobby jerk if you just bought it and stuck it in a safe and never wore it. <laughs> and then someday I'm dead <laughs> and, then and someone sold finds it for, all my nice for, watches and sell it for a profit, right? Yeah. To me, that's being a snobby jerk. You wear your watches. We I buy them to wear. All of them. Yeah, yeah. we wear all of them. But I find myself going back to that with the chores because I know it's not going to leak water. Right. And I have a lot of watches that would definitely leak that are more cost effective to replace. But, um, I honestly took a good look at that watch the other day cause I actually have been wearing it for almost a month straight, but I, I change, it hasn't been a true watch fast because I've been changing my right. watches, but I'm not seeing any scratches in it. And I've been wearing it with my, my birds and doing chores and yeah, light duty chores, but it's really, it really holds up to a beating. So, I want to talk about two more that I have that I used to consider beaters, but I don't anymore. They've transitioned. Okay. The first one is my Vostok, my Komandersky. Um, I don't know if you can get this one anymore. We bought it on Amazon and we waited forever for those. We waited for like a month. Number one to get them. We didn't spend a lot of money. I think it was like 70 bucks, Mm -hmm. but it's not available anymore. And I used to wear this a lot when I was outside working. I'm like, hey, it's 80 bucks. It's, you know, it's kind of, let's face it, it's kind of cheap Russian watch, right? (laughs) So I used to wear it outside, but I can't get it anymore. So this is transition. It's no longer I see you have a a nice linen band on it too. That's lovely. Yeah, that's that green. I think it's a Barton. Barton. Looks really good on it. But I don't. And I don't wear my Vostok anymore either because I don't want to bang it up. I don't think it's, it's not going to look good scratched. And That's it's, for it's sure because of the It's going to be harder to replace, and, at least this one right, is that I have. Right. Um, and then the other one, and again, we're, we're kind of talking, I'm talking about these because I want to talk about what a beater watch means to me and also give you guys recommendations. So the first two Casios I talked about, 
and I'll put the part numbers and all that stuff on the, they're awesome on the the show notes. But they're great and they're fantastic for the kind of for me for the beater watch category. This one is one that used to be a beater watch. I used to wear it working outside all the time. It's a Seiko Prospect Solar Diver. Oh, that's it's, the one you got on the sa- the fifty percent off sale in town, right? Yeah. So I bought. Normally, I think MSRP on this one's like four hundred and fifty bucks or four seventy. I found the receipt the other day. Okay, but our our local Seiko authorized dealer had a very rare fifty percent off sale on a bunch of these watches, and I think I bought like three or four that day. It's got screw down crowns. This or, was uh, one pushers. of them. It's a chronograph. It's the SSC zero one seven. So it's the I think it's a 42, it might be a 44. It's pretty big. It's a good size watch. And I've got a a rubber Toxic NATO's band on it. But I think I paid 250 for it. And I always considered it a beater watch because compared to some of my other more expensive pieces, that was a great watch. Like your Seiko Divers, you mean? Well, Seiko Divers or even my, you know, Omegas or Hamiltons or whatever. It's a pretty heavy watch. But it's solar, so you don't have to, there's no maintenance or anything. Um, but it's been discontinued and, oh, by the way, this is like the Batman, right? If you, if you think about the Rolex Batman with the black and blue, yeah, this is Batman. This is it's the, really the first 15 minutes of the bezel is blue and the rest is black. It's a black dial. Really, really smart looking piece. Does it have fantastic loom also? It's got very good loom. Not as good as my Seiko mechanicals, which I thought was interesting, but you mean like the monster tunas or my turtle or my, yeah. my, my uh, samurai, but it's not a beater anymore because it's been discontinued by Seiko. You can still get it on Amazon, but it's not prime. You have to go through the sellers direct. So this is one that I don't want to, to injure because it's going to be harder to replace and it's no longer um, shipping from Seiko. So the, this again is one that started as a beater and is now no longer a beater. It's interesting that you chose that one that way because I used to wear the monster you bought me for my birthday last year, like swimming and the lake, and it kind of was my beater, but the more I started This is your looking, Gen 1 monster. This is my Gen 1. The more I started thinking about it, it's like, this is not made anymore, and it's kind of rare. Yeah. And it's got some highly polished edges that if I scratch it up, it's going to take the, you know, it's not going to look very good. Right. But this is also another one that I... It's more of a collector piece, so I wouldn't want to. It really is now as a Gen One. They're getting really hard to find, so that would not be a beater anymore. I have another one. Go for it. And I hate the term beater, but um, was that what I think it is? Well, it's my okay, yeah. And I I don't beat this up, but this is kind of my decoy. This is my (laughs) Donald Duck Invicta with the Seiko movement, the NH35 Donald Duck Submariner. It's the two-tone it's Submariner. It's the two-tone homage. that looks just like our it's uh looks like our real Submariner and this is kind of my decoy like if I really want to wear this but I'm a little nervous about wearing uh, an the expensive Rolex, watch yeah. somewhere like if I'm alone or mm-hmm. uh, whatever um or swimming I kind of go to this guy and I don't think this is made anymore either. You might be able to get it on Amazon but Invicta's kind of changing the look of some of their divers. They're not doing the traditional homages all the time, are I they? I think they still make this, but not with Donald on the dial anymore. I think it's uh, Mickey. I don't think there's any Disney anymore with this one, is there? Because your friend just bought right, this one without right. Donald. Right, she bought it without it, so it's the true. So this kind of used to be my go-to, but now 
I'm sort of thinking twice about it because I don't think I can get Donald on it anymore. Right. But um, you can't go wrong with an NH35A either. It's a really reliable movement. So, But Invicta tends to change their styles a lot, so they end up becoming harder to get. And I, yeah. know, I know it's a very affordable watch, but if I can't get it again, then it just means more to me. So have I, is that yep. all my... I think that's pretty much... Do we cover? I think, I think we I pretty, covered the I think ma- we kind of covered my it. basics yeah, of beater. You guys, but... you guys kind of now understand how we think about beater watches and the criteria, and maybe well, have some of... suggestions from us on some good yeah. beater watches. You can also confuse that term with like tool watch. Like some people say tool watch, and that's like a little nicer term, right? Well, so the Submariner to me that's that's the quintessential tool watch. It is most definitely not a beater, right? I mean that two tone the the. The oh, gold yeah. on the It'll bracelet scra- scratches It'll, super soft. easily. It's yep. that is not a beater watch, but it is a tool watch. But it's, it's actually a, it's more of a fashion it's tool a dress watch. version yes. of a tool watch. I guess right. is the better like the Explorer. That's a tool watch, correct? Because and I don't know that my generation, my twenty two year old Explorer, has the shock, um, the silicone shock or whatever. No, they it had doesn't. In it's it all pre. It's all before stuff. like the the new so, hairsprings and stuff. So I need to kind of be careful with it, but yep. But I tend to go with that because it's it's lightweight, it's comfortable, mm-hmm. it matches everything, it's yeah. subtle. And I have to say that waterproof. completely off topic, but I know some people love Rolex, some people hate Rolex. We we really enjoy the Rolex pieces that we own, and I have to say they are hands down the most comfortable watches that I can wear. I, I don't know what it is about the cases and how they're shaped, but they just melt into my wrist, mm-hmm. especially like my... My Oyster Perpetual, I mean, I just, and it's so light and thin, I don't even feel it. I forget I'm mm-hmm. wearing a watch. Some of it's the style because even my Donald sub, my Invicta, it's com- yeah. it's comfortable too. Yep. It's very comfortable. Yep. And this is actually a little bit lighter than the real, de- the real thing. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how you look at it, what you're doing with it. Um, yep. All right. Well, you've got some other... You've got some, oh, you want me to, I can turn the fan on. Thank Let me you. do that. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you kick off our next topic, whichever one of these you want to talk about and I'll go turn on the okay. fan. Okay. Let me see here. One, I've got a couple of topics here. Um, have we talked about homage in detail watches? We've talked a little bit about them. I don't know if we've talked about them in detail. Okay. Well, I just, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about homage watches, about homage watches because it's almost, I don't want to say it's just like saying beater watch, but. I think there's a lot of great things about homage watches. Uh, the main thing being someone who can't afford the real thing, like a Submariner or um, an Omega or any of the big, big brands. It's how a lot of the micro brands got their start. Exactly. I, it, it makes it available to more people to be able to buy and wear a watch they like. Yep. And I see absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, just like my Donald. Mm-hmm. I absolutely fell in love with that watch. I bought the Seiko five because I fell in love with the Tudor black Bay and the Explorer. Right. So initially I didn't really think I would wear a black faced watch or this big two tone sub style. Yeah. And after I got it, I started wearing it and I'm like, this really works for me. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. I really started to appreciate it. So I kind of think homages are a great way to get to know a certain style before you pull the trigger and actually purchase the real thing. Like if you, if you get, like I found myself wearing that Seiko five all the time. And then I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I would really like to have something that color because I know I'm going to wear it because I'm already wearing this now. Right. So it kind of gives you, it gives you a way to 
experience it and see if you really do like it. And if you, if you're going to wear it, if you find you're not wearing it anymore, then you're like, gosh, I, I'm glad I didn't spend that much on a, sure, you know, on a really it's nice a Seiko. Or, yeah, it's a good way to check or, to see exactly. what you think. So that's, that's kind of, um, you know, cause everyone makes homage watches like in back in the day, Pulsar, they, they did, everyone did a Rolex homage. Yep. So I've got a, a, a vintage quartz I got on eBay for, I don't know. So like $30. Yeah. It looks just like a um, two-tone uh, oyster perpe- uh, jubilee band, date just kind of a thing. And it's really fun. It's it's pretty big, but it looks great with a sweater. So I think it's a really fun way to try different styles and not spend a lot of money. Because you, you don't need a lot of money to collect watches. Well, and... You can, <clears throat> you can buy a lot of watches on a budget. You can. One thing I notice about the term there's a lot of people that call any watch that has any feature that's similar to let's say for example a rolex submariner they call it an homage and they're unhappy about it but let's face it who's unhappy well you, you see people that complain about homage. oh that's that's just a submariner knockoff right because it's got like a fake it's so got one or two features that are similar but I mean, let's face it. There's not a whole lot of reinvention that you can do on a dive watch, right? If you no. want it ISO certified, it has to meet certain specs. So, and yeah. we're not talking about fakes. We're not talking about counterfeits. No, we're I'm, talking about exactly big not brands about like fakes. Seiko, Pulsar, Citizen, and the micro brands too. The micro brands trend. too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just that kind of drives me crazy. It's like, God, get over it. I mean. So what if it looks similar to a, a Rolex Submariner? That's a super successful watch. Oh, it's a that's great been a design. Popular style for and decades. A lot of that design and those features were incorporated into the ISO standard. So if you want your watch to either look or actually meet the standards to be ISO certified as a dive watch, it's gonna look similar. I mean, you can do different bezel edges and sizes, but you know, if you go too big or too small, people aren't going to want it. If the bezel is not comfortable, people aren't going to want it. So you do things that work, mm-hmm. right? And you follow trends that have been popular and worked for many, many years. So, so what? I Personally, I don't care. I don't really care if someone makes a watch that looks identical to a Submariner, but has their name on it and doesn't obviously doesn't use Rolex components. Right. More power to them. Well, I, and I'm totally against counterfeiting, of course. Very, very different. Yeah. Counterfeiting different. is when someone puts Rolex on the dial right. like my, and tries to like pass the, it off as a Rolex. The Tijuana Rolex I got when I was 17 for fun. Right. I never intended that to look like a Rolex. It was just kind of for fun. Well, and that's and a it whole, still works. <laughs> that's a whole different world. I cannot world. believe like, it still works. I, I heard a story. I honestly don't remember where I heard this. It was a few. Oh, it might have been from our 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 friend, uh, no BS watchmaker who we're going to have on the show here pretty mm-hmm. soon. And he was, I think I was listening to one of his podcasts and he was talking about a customer that came in. They had inherited the Submariner from a family member. I think that had passed away. If I, if I'm getting this right, brought it in to have it serviced. And he, that's right. He had this whole show on how, as a watchmaker, how you deliver that news to this poor customer that thinks they've got the real thing. And you have to tell them that what they have in their hands is not really a Rolex or whatever brand it, it might counterfeit. be. It was a counterfeit. And I just That's can't, horrible. like, I felt so bad for, I feel bad for watchmakers that are in that position, right? They get this watch and that someone to them, it's priceless. It's a family heirloom and they find out it's a fake. And it, Shattered. It sucks. Yeah. Kind of, it shatters the whole, <laughs> yeah. Bubble. Anyway, that that's more, that's counterfeiting. Right. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 
homages, if you want to call them knockoffs, whatever you want to call them, but they're basically, to me, they're paying respect to a design that's been very, very successful and works. And someone may want, but can't afford the money for a Rolex Submariner. Absolutely. Right? So I, I, I have zero problem with it. No problem at all. Okay. So is that, that's what you wanted to cover on, on homages? Pretty much. Just that you can collect on a budget. You really can. We've talked about this before. Yep. You know, you can, you can have a humongous collection and spend a total of $2,000 and collect dozens of watches, I think. Depending oh, on what you're getting. Yeah. Easily. So, well, look at, I mean, if you like digital watches, you could buy Casios all day long for 20 bucks oh, on there's Amazon, G-Shock right? collectors and they and have so much fun. Totally. There's a lot of G-Shock collectors and there's a lot of affordable G-Shocks. There's great micro brands out there for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, I, th- I think the Trasco was a little over 200 or right around $200. So. Same Did with the see, Hampton. I, I tagged you in a post, one of my watch people that we fo- try to follow each other. I think I'm trying to follow him, but I can't. But he just got a i believe he inherited a seiko that looks just like the new tudor champagne dial oh yeah it looks identical to the tudor sng but to me it's pretty old so to me the tudor sng is the homage not the seiko that seiko's old yeah the seiko's a lot older and And maybe the seiko was paying homage to a rolex or a tudor in years past i don't know but that's the whole point you kind of lose track who came out with it first right because the styles are proven over time Right. And I actually kind of, I have to say, I almost like the Seiko better because it had a Jubilee band, didn't it? It looked pretty good. It was beautiful. But I do like that Tudor. It's a nice looking watch with that champagne right. But But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What's another topic I have down here? You talked a little bit about straps, traveling with watches. That's interesting. Yeah. Traveling with watches. Should we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um as watch collectors, people want to bring some of their watches with you, but I find it a little stressful traveling with something that is going to be harder to replace monetarily you know, or sentimental sentimentally. I, so I don't find it stressful, but I make decisions based on where I'm going. Right. So if like, for example, when we go to Vegas and I know I'm going to have a safe in my room, I don't, I'm not nervous about bringing some of my nicer watches. Um, they always go with me on my carry on, right? The carry on doesn't go in the overhead storage. It goes right down in front of my feet, right? Right under the seat in front but of me. So I know mugged. where they are. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going somewhere where I don't know if I can lock it up and I don't want to carry a watch roll around with me all day. Right. So if I'm not positive, I can secure my watches, then I will not bring my nicer ones. I'll, I'll go with. Yeah. Something. Well, I traveled with my Christopher Ward GMT when I went to visit family uh, last right. December, and I just brought that watch, and it was fantastic because it has the the second time zone, and it's just a nice, basic design dive watch, very good loom. So in that respect, that that's a great travel watch. So if you're going to be waking up in the middle of the night, you want to know what time it is, or you need the second time zone, or world time, like on your Casio, those are good choices. Well, and in that case, you were staying in a hotel, you didn't have a safe, but you just brought the one watch. It never left your wrist. So that's, yeah, that's the other way to go. If you're concerned about leaving your watches behind in the hotel room, just go with one. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I can't. I, I mean, I change watches like two or three times a day, so I don't know how I could travel You're with like one a, watch. I'm how a woman changes a little clothes. obsessive, so yeah. I always bring multiples with me, um, and they always go in my tote, like my carry-on, my big purse, right? And I, I love the um, roll-up rolls, like the Toxic Nados and like Dan Henry's 
small yep. roll. I love those because they don't take up a lot of room. So you can t- you can tuck them in a purse, a big purse. Mm-hmm. Some ladies carry really large purses or carry a tote. Um, Terry at Toxic started because we had his five watch rolls. Really nice rolls. Um, comes with a little slot for your watch tool. Velvety. I usually side, bring right? other bands because I'll swap bands out while I'm on vacation <laughs> I know, traveling. You're funny. But uh, you're funny. five wasn't enough for me, so he started shipping his seven watch roll. Uh, so if I'm going for more than a couple days somewhere, I will usually bring, you know, six or seven watches. I know that sounds really idiotic to many of you, and it probably is, but that's just me. But yeah, so traveling is. So there's the security aspect. There's keeping them safe. So we use the the soft watch rolls. We have, we used to, when we first started collecting, we had like those the cylinders, oh, the hard the sided ones. cylinders. Yeah. Those are a little tougher though. They have the actual pillows in them. Your your My watches, watches with bracelets are too small, so they don't close. They work okay for me, but it doesn't work for you. And they're limited. You know, you can only fit usually three or four watches. They're in actually them. kind of big. They're bulky. They take up a lot of space. I, I really like the. I've kind of converted to the watch roll. Mm-hmm. Um, That's an old, old fashioned military yep. style, something they used. Yeah. And Another it protects them really well. You roll it up and it protects longevity. them really well. Yeah, it does. Um, and you can put other things in there. I've put my jewelry in there. I know yep. uh, Terry's kid uses it for her paintbrushes. <laughs> no, so, I mean, they're versatile. Little, yeah. Now, some people, and I'm trying to remember if Mike from Two Broke Watch Knobs, they just went to Hong Kong, and he was talking about a case that he had, which is basically like a Pelican hard case with the foam that's configurable inside. Oh, so, like a suitcase? Well, you can get them pretty small that'll just hold a, hold a couple watches. But again, it's really bulky. So for me, if I want to carry on, I don't want to have to try to get a case like that inside right. my carry-on. So. It's like your, your prescriptions and your watches and your jewelry yeah. needs to all go with you. But from a standpoint of protecting the watch, it does not get any better. I mean, mm-hmm. a Pelican hard-sided case with configurable foam, you buy some pillows, you put them in there. You know, I know a lot of guys and gals way out of our league that have a bunch of Rolexes and that kind of stuff. Sometimes they travel with them that way or in a briefcase. That's way beyond the scope of the show. But Things way that cost way more than Rolexes even. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Um, so that's another option that people choose. But I think for me... I always go back to the watch roll. It's just a really, really, and they, a lot of different places sell them. We happen to, to really be fans of, of toxic NATOs and Terry's a great guy. So we, and I we like buy a lot Henry's of his stuff too. And well, that one comes with the watch. It does. And I have so two of them th- now. So I think that's a three watch, right? Yeah. It's really nice. And it's pretty small. So you could, you could, you know, theoretically take a couple of them if you want to take mm-hmm. like six watches. And I use, um, like a satiny fabric sunglass case soft with mm-hmm. a drawstring that I got on Amazon and I'll put some of my watches in those and then tuck them in the pockets to kind of give right. them that extra and I can use that as a dusting cloth or whatever. Yeah. And I'll or usually, carry my glasses. Yeah. And that's what like I'll usually in the seven roll, I'll put six watches. I'll use the little tool pocket for the, for my watch strap changing tool. And then usually that seventh pocket, I put some straps in there and a cleaning cloth mm-hmm. and you got everything you need for many days of, you know, enjoying a bunch of different watches on different straps mm-hmm. and bracelets. And... That brings us to another topic. Okay. Straps. Oh, yeah. I saw that on there. And the only reason I jotted that down was because I've seen some pretty outrageous we straps. We might get some hate mail on this one. I know. And <laughs> I, I know, know you should buy what you love and love what you buy. But I'm having kind of a tough time with some of the distressed looks. 
it distresses me. <laughs> it's so explain what well, you're talking about. I think I'm having a tough time with seeing a really, really clean, classy watch with a really, really distressed watch band that almost looks like your dog chewed it. So you're talking like someone takes a takes a file to leather a, and really a chews up it. NATO or something and sticks it on their beautiful Submariner. That's kind of what you're talking about. Not a junked up NATO, but because um, usually a NATO is really clean looking. Um, but there are different NATOs. Like you can get leather NATOs. You can get really, really nice nylon NATOs. Um, well, and I know fine, the finely woven NATOs. The you can tuck get, tail bugs you. I know. I don't like the tuck tail. Just like you because see a nice watch messy. and then you see that tuck tail above up it. Up on top. It like, it like widens fit. your, it widens the watch by like a centimeter. Right. And it makes it, it's so sporty that you put it with a dress watch and it, it for me, it doesn't go. But that's just me. So I don't want to offend anybody who, who only wears a NATO on their watch because there are some people out there that yeah. don't like bracelets. So. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the tuck tail either. I know a lot of guys love to see it right there above their wrist, above the watch. For me, I either buy Zulus that are single pass NATOs or I'll buy or I'll, I'll cut off the, the second the secondary flap on yeah. a regular I do that because double I'm so pass small. NATO because then I can slide the head the watch head wherever I want and keep the right. the tuck tail underneath my wrist so yeah. I don't see so it. So you've got so all I these buckles that. showing and it's it for me it doesn't fit the character of the watch and it just depends on the watch of course but I just kind of like to match the strap to the feel of the watch and I've seen a lot of stuff lately where some of these watches are so overly distressed and chewed up that they... You mean the strap? Or the strap. I'm sorry. The strap. It, like a leather that's been filed and chunk, chunked out. And for me, it just looks messy. You put it on a yeah. really nice watch and it just doesn't fit. But maybe it's just a, such a new look. I haven't embraced it yet. Like well, I'm still trying to embrace rose gold. So if you talk about... I'm old the, and... The fact that strap should match the watch head... So for so I guess a good example is if you've got a strap that's really distressed, either is old or looks really old and trashed, it would probably work really good on a bronze watch that's been so patina that it's totally. all green, right? It looks like you just or got it out vintage, of the ocean. A vintage a old look. watch or yeah. something that its age is older or the finish right. is different. But I see what um, you're saying. It doesn't necessarily mean people agree with us. Feel free right. to let us know. And of and, course the strap does change the look. Like you put that um that that handmade blue leather oh ea8 yeah we put the ea that is a strap gorgeous on gorgeous Submariner. leather strap it's and it's made so well and it's just sporty enough to make the watch not so pimp because when you were wearing yeah. it with the bracelet it was pimping it's it was too pimp for me it and was, i looked i tried different straps and i finally i dm'd ea8 on instagram i'm like dude you gotta help me <laughs> i really want to wear this watch but i can't with yeah. this bracelet and he just Man, he came through. Yeah, and it's it's tough to match when something's got that much gold and shine to it. Yeah. If you put something completely opposite that doesn't have any kind of sheen, I just don't know that it works. And maybe that's just the art student in well, me like that's I stuck in the a regular, I put a regular royal blue NATO on it. It didn't work at all. And then I got no. a, the denim strap, and that was okay. It was a little bit better. Uh-huh. But then... The denim when, was kind of cute. It, it looks... I still don't mind it on the denim. I actually like the denim even more on my Omega because it brings some color to the black dial. Yeah. But EAA just not, I mean, that thing is, it's amazing how it looks and it's, it's Horween leather. So it's not this super smooth, like doesn't look like high end luxury leather, but it just fits. It's almost well, kind of sporty outdoorsy. And it's a nice subtle color. Yeah. It's not a purely saturated hue of blue. So it, it doesn't, it's not too sporty. 
it's, it's really got subtle. yellow stitching, so uh-huh. it matches the two-tone of the watch. It goes with it well. That, that was made with love. <laughs> yeah, it makes those straps with love. <laughs> he puts a lot of work into yeah. those and a lot of effort, and I yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, so definitely check him out. He's been a friend of the Two Broke Watch Snobs show for a long time, oh. and I consider him a friend of our show now, and he really did a nice job on yeah. that. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. But for me, sometimes I see things that are like, oh, gosh, we're going to look back at that someday and be like, why did we ever do that? Right. Like that's kind of, that's some anything. of the things are Whether just so over the top that that's what it was. Watches or fashion or anything, anything. That, that's always going to be the case. But it just happens to be how we feel about it. If you have a really nice watch, you should have a really nice strap or, or bracelet to go with. Well, anything. and, you know, the whole patina and distressed forcing and things to get distressed has been popular in the hot rod industry for a while now too. Yep. Yeah. Making things look old. Yeah, like not restoring a car, like barn finds. And that's kind of right. how I see the whole bronze watch thing. And honestly, Although I, I don't love like your Oris. I, mean, I love well, your Oris. I like the Oris. It'll be great when I have it back from Oris. <laughs> They're fixing it right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, and when you get to wear um, it. But and I've said this before, the like the really super heavily patinaed bronze watches where they have like this scaled green. I, I just don't, that's just not my thing. I, it just looks, yeah, it looks like you pulled it right out of the ocean. Like it's been sitting on a it rack. It makes me feel a little guilty because you've got this beautiful, pretty watch that you kind of hurt. But some, some guys love some that. Guys love it. And I, that's, and that's I get more it. power to you. If that's the look that you are going after. Great. I mean, it's, I, an, it's hey, an interesting it's process. Totally different. It really it's, cool. it's a very interesting process. It's a very different look. It's not my thing. I don't. I don't particularly like it, but some people do. And, and keep in mind, we're old. Yeah, you're Compared older than me. To a lot of Let's our just be clear about that. But yes, I am. <laughs> I rocked the cradle. Yeah, we are older than many of our listeners, but hey, we're young at heart, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think. What else have we got here? You got a couple more. I mean, we're at fifty minutes, so I don't know how long you want to go right. today. I think you talked. I talked about the straps. We talked about straps. We talked about traveling with watches. We talked about homages. We talked about beaters. We, t- we hit more stuff than I thought we were going to hit today. Mm-hmm. I think our next show, I'm really hoping to have our first guest, guest on our next show. So that is that is my goal, if we can pull that off. We have several um, people we want to bring in, too. Like We have a, we do. We have a, a friend lot of from people our Red Bar up. group who's really, he started our local chapter, and yep. he's, um, he's yep. a great guy. He's really fun to talk to, and... He's yeah, local. and we and we've got other people besides um, Mr. No BS Watchmaker. We've got some folks lined up that we I've already talked to that are interested in being on the show, and I think I've got all the equipment that we need to make it happen and still be high quality. We just need to do a little testing that we haven't gotten around to. Well, but. we do live um, in a rural area, and we don't have great internet like most. We're of a little nervous yeah. about the Skype call dropping out. If it drops out. I'm going to hit pause on the recording. We'll get and it back it up again back, and we'll we start, start recording yeah. again. It's not that big a deal. So you got to kind of go with the flow when you're a hillbilly. Yeah. So that's, that is the goal. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull it off in two weeks. I really hope we can. Cause I, I want to start bringing these people on that. We've gotten to know in the community on Instagram, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's really want to start off. bringing them on. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that, that's the most important thing is when I started doing this, it was to follow you. Right. And I kind of got involved just organically and it's turned into this, which I was not expecting at all. So we're having a ton of fun. We are. And it's, it's funny because you, when we started the, all of this, before we really got into it, I'm like, Hey, we should do this weekly. Right. I mean, again, two broke watch knobs were big inspirations for us. They deliver great content every week for me that I can listen to. A lot of people love them. 
And you're like, there's no way. So I said, what about biweekly? So we started doing it every other week, which we, we try to, to hit that. We've, again, the last two, yeah, three episodes, we've had way, some struggles with everything going on here. But Some health um, issues. But you actually have said, God, we, we, we could do this every week. And you love recording. It's, it's a fun. lot of fun. And it's fun. Once it I takes get your mind off stuff. Yeah. So at some point, we may go to weekly. But right now, every other week is still a target that we can mostly hit. I think once this all the home projects are done, it's going to be a lot easier, especially over the winter. Uh, we'll yeah, be, winter's we'll a great time when you have livestock totally. because once it rains, everyone gets locked down. Yep. And you actually get to spend some time together inside the house. So you, chores are a minimum. Yep. And it's a lot of fun to Projects start doing are at a minimum, You can do hobbies great. again, inside hobbies. Yeah. So I think it'll be a lot easier once we kind of get through October and, and start. Uh, or Yeah. And through September into October, it'll be easier to get back on our every two week schedule. But uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll be able to bring on our, our first guest. And other than that. I just want to thank all you people. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason for us to do this other than you guys out there that give us the, the positive feedback, negative feedback too. Although I don't, we really haven't gotten any neg- negative feedback. We're more than open to it, but you know, you guys that send us emails or that rate us, please, please, please take the time. If you're listening, especially over iTunes, just take two minutes and go write up a quick review. Give us a rating really would appreciate it. It helps us in, uh, you know, how iTunes ranks their searches and stuff, how Apple does that. So that, and give us some ideas if there's something you want to hear us talk about. I mean, yep. we are not experts, but you know, we kind of look at both sides of collecting versus, you know, on a budget versus high end pieces and the woman's side of, uh, you know, side of the whole thing. And yeah, that's kind of what started all this I'm was kind of a tomboy the, the female voice into this, but I'm still a woman. So yeah, so definitely give us ideas, but please please take the time to to give us a rating and a quick review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to send us emails. You can send emails to uh, admin at loveandwatches.com. You can ping us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can get to us on the website. We have a contact form on loveandwatches.com. So definitely reach out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, we're not getting the big barrage of emails yet that that Kaz and Mike and some of these other guys need to deal with, but they are starting to come in. So I do my best to reply to everybody. So definitely, um, you know, reach out, let us know, let us know if you're enjoying it. Give us some ideas for future shows. We're totally open to talking about whatever you guys want to hear and really just thank you to the watch family and the watch community for, for inspiring us to keep Mm -hmm. going and do this. And, and, uh, you know, we love you guys and, We'll be doing some more giveaways here soon and got through the first one and hopefully yeah, our winner fun. out in the UK will want to write a review. He got that right. I, I don't know if he has it yet. I kind of sent it the just shipping like takes quite basic a while. shipping. Yeah. So I shipped it last week. He knows it's on the way. So Good. Um, he'll let us know when he gets it. But uh, yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting a review from him and we're going to start opening it up. I think we don't have a, it's just, it's just PG and I, we don't have a big staff. So we don't have it's, a staff. It's hard for Just us to secretary. keep the content. I mean, we've been getting some <laughs> yeah. watch reviews out. You've got one coming out on your Dan Henry chronograph. I am. I'm just, it's, I'm slow. I'm not fast like you. It's so okay. It's just taking me a long I've time. I've been doing it for a while. And so That'll I got to do a rhythm. One. You'll find your rhythm, but um, we're trying to keep the content going. But if you guys want to, if you want to start writing for a, a website, let us know. We'd be happy to, to post reviews from you guys, whether it's 
vintage watches mm-hmm. or new watches or whatever. Let us know. And I'm what a good you... proofreader for grammar and uh, yeah, great spelling. So don't feel like you have to be, uh, you know, a specific type of writer because I'll make sure it doesn't have any errors. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So let yeah. us know if that's something you're interested in. We'd be more than happy to, to um, you know, get your, your posts up on the website and on Instagram and just have some fun with it. You know, this is all about just having fun with our watch fam. So, so I said my piece. That's kind of what I wanted to say at the end of well, the show. Well, I agree. So I think that's, I think that's wrapping it up. Cool. All right, guys and gals, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for um, checking out episode 11 and we will be back in a couple of weeks with episode 12 and hopefully our first guest. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right, guys, have a good one. And uh, we will see you or talk to you in a couple weeks. I am Ranch Racer. And I'm Perpetual Girl. Thank you. Hang loose, everybody. Bye.